0: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Opera After Dark. Today we are talking about an opera that I
1: think everybody knows and most everybody loves. Yeah, it's certainly, <laughs> certainly a standard of the repertoire, part of the canon. One part of say. the canon, as one would well, say. Well, it's
2: one one that we decided last week was part of the A B C and T right. of opera. The A
0: B C and T of opera. Traviata? No, it's Tosca. Tosca. Or as Tosca. super pretentious Tosca. people say Tosca, Tosca.
2: They say Tosca. Tosca. Are you guys? I say Tosca. No. Say Tosca say? because
0: we're we are Tosca. American and that is our accent. Say Tosca. Don't be that person.
2: What do you say for Puccini's final opera?
1: Turandot. to Oh. <laughs> I love, my I, was gonna say, oh, I love that opera.
0: I say Turandot, but I think it's right both
1: ways. I've heard it both so, ways. So I have been told that Puccini pronounced it Turandot, like he put the T on the end. Okay. But if you right. were to pronounce it in correct Italian pronunciation, there would be no T. So What? That's what I was told.
2: But so How was that italian pronunciation i don't know it where sounds it? french
1: to me but it does yeah, sound it
2: does is,
0: sound french to me but apparently that's like the thing and you can pronounce it both ways and i think both yeah. ways are technically correct
1: turandot. well socially
2: turandot. i think either way is acceptable right but mm-hmm. like when you watch the opera and the chorus is like blah 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 turin dot blah blah blah, blah turin that yeah. to me was the deciding factor it's like if they say turin okay. in the opera yeah right. then i'm gonna say turin although i feel like you will get corrected by saying you're more likely to get corrected if you say Turandot and have somebody say oh oh turando. No,
3: I
0: said yes. Turandot once and a woman correct me and she like took my hand and said it's actually pronounced turandot, and I was like, Get the fuck away from me, I don't know you. <laughs> that is so unbelievably rude. And I was like, ladies, sit down and let me explain to you the many years that I have spent studying this art form just like sit the fuck down i think i was just who like who do you think
2: yeah. you are who do i have you think an opera podcast okay <laughs> i
0: have a podcast i was in school long enough to be a doctor
2: <laughs> right right
0: i'll pronounce it however i want but we're not talking about that opera today
2: i know well it's it's just one of those things you know
0: but the, i have much to say about that opera um but we'll save it for another episode today we're going to talk
1: about tosca
0: Tosca. 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 Fuck you.
1: The the IPA has an open backwards O, which I think is Tosca. Tosca. I'm
0: yeah. telling you, pretentious people pronounce it Tosca, <laughs> and it makes me nuts. We're calling it Tosca, period. The end. Um, so Tosca follows our um, the um, along the lines of our our game where if the opera is named after a specific person, that person's going to die at the end. Spoilers at the beginning she totally Spoilers. dies at the end but mm-hmm. you know a lot of people do in that opera
1: so a lot of people hey, do in opera generally yeah
2: we should do uh like a f- a full study i know i've talked about this on several times but another element i want to add to our study on title characters dying is how many times it's elected death like oh with, yeah with man i have to say tosca i i'm sorry no I, it's
0: fine i'm i'm good over it we, <laughs>
2: When when Tosca Tasca. dies, she she throws herself off of a building.
0: Right, right. Uh,
2: so that's how she dies. Same with, I mean, Aida chooses to go into the tomb and dies was her own true. choice.
1: Norma she chooses to life. be burned on a pyre, cause she lives Ooh. such an elaborate, elaborate life.
2: Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Look, we if you're gonna say that.
1: Tosca,
0: we're gonna sing selections from Aida, the musical. <laughs> Elton John. Elton oh, John. Elton John and Puccini. Mm-hmm. We're talking Tosca, so <laughs> Um anybody, I, I don't think we're going to go pretty any uh we're not going to go deep at all into anything about the life of Puccini because that was one of our original episodes of opera to dark. So you can go back and check that out. Um Ep-
2: That's episode number 1.
0: Episode number 1. Episode oh no. To summarize it, mustache. <laughs> Slept with a lot of women. Right. Yes. Paternity questions.
2: Died pretty young. Death. What was it that killed him? Didn't he get, like, in a car accident?
1: No, well that, no he survived the car accident. Yep. That was early in, like, 1903 or 1905. How did he die? I think it was something to do with, like, l- a lung cancer of some kind or some mm-hmm. kind of throat cancer or something like that, mm-hmm. which would not surprise me because he was, like, a chain smoker, I, pretty, I think. Mm-hmm. Or some he smoked something for a large majority of his life. So,
2: Right. Pugini. So in thinking about Tosca, the opera, <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> what is there? I, I didn't even think that this would become a thing. Who knew?
0: It's a thing. It's a thing. That How I many know. times have we oh. talked
2: about this together and, and I said Tosca and you're like, oh,
1: fuck. I don't recall you ever pronouncing it like that. In my oh. recollection, that's the only way he's ever pronounced it. Well, I just, I just never said anything. <laughs> I, just,
2: <laughs> I
1: I don't I obviously How extensive don't, is don't your listen. Recollection, Naomi. I obviously don't listen when you talk, Kyle, and I'm very sorry. Right,
2: I don't blame you. You shouldn't.
1: I have the memory of an elephant. I remember everything. So
2: <laughs> nice. Fair. Well, so in this opera, I get. Do Do you particularly enjoy this opera? I love this like, opera.
0: I like this opera a lot. I think. This is a really great um, opera for people that have never seen an opera before, honestly. Definitely. Um, as far as operas go, it's pretty short. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of tunes. Yeah. And dramatically, it's very exciting. And people get murdered, and people commit suicide, and people get shot. And I think it's just very exciting. I think it's a great first opera for people that have never
1: been to the opera before. And there's, like, a dramatic, epic love story at the center of yeah. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It moves along pretty good too. I yeah, mean, it's, very acts, it's very fast paced.
1: It's very
0: fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Tosca's a great opera. I do. Yeah. I mean, you know, Puccini's not like my bag, but Tosca's a great, like, fun definitely thing for, for people to uh to watch.
2: Yeah. It also has such good solo singing.
3: Mm-hmm. hmm Like
2: having like some some hallmark arias with yep. VC d'arte what's the name of the tenor aria
1: El Luceva Luceva
2: yeah that's a money maker yeah and scarpia the baritone he has some pretty good pretty good music
0: he does yeah he's the Tadium, the,
1: the today
2: oh, oh we're
0: gonna yeah. listen to that yeah. we'll, we'll like talk, talk about that, that. you make Ugh. me forget god yeah
1: it's, it's pretty good.
0: good it's good it's great it's very dramatic mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a good opera That's awesome. Like if you think of opera in that really traditional sense of the word, I think of Tosca, you know, which is kind of funny because it wasn't
1: super dramatic and you know really melodramatic, very melodramatic. It wasn't really. Well, it's funny that we think of Tosca or we're talking about it like this incredibly traditional stereotype of opera, even because it was written in. World premiered in 1900, which is not that long ago. That's true. That's so. true. Yeah. In like the history of opera. Yeah. You know?
2: So I had a an interesting thought recently in regards to Tosca because, mm-hmm. uh, well after you can pronounce
0: it... it Tosca. I'm not gonna <laughs> get mad.
2: <laughs> now you, you can tell I have like I have now issues. Now you're like have...
0: thinking about it. Just pronounce mm-hmm. it the right, way you right. want to pronounce it. I don't care.
2: Okay. Okay. Um. But anyway, so I first saw it at the met with the previous like 70s porn star production i don't
0: think that's a very fair assessment (laughs) of it okay i thought thought
2: that was i thought that was description that you gave it that scarpia's lair looked like it was from uh
0: no i said scarpia's lair looked like the like the rumpus den room from the brady bunch
2: oh very different okay. all right that, that is different I okay just so it happened saw... that there were
0: prostitutes in it and they had like loose side heels but that's okay
2: okay so that was the first time i saw Tos- uh, tosca was in the last met production <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, i'm gonna have to move past it <laughs> uh, okay, but anyways sorry. i re- i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the opera yeah i'm trying to think of who was singing in it but it, it was
0: is that the first time you saw it
2: yeah yeah it it was excellent fantastic singers although i i think jelko lucic was the uh scarpia Scarpia. but i'm not remembering who the tosca and the um mario Cavaradossi were but anyways really enjoyed it and then Mm -hmm. recently i saw tosca at a regional opera house
0: yes Mm -hmm. who
2: and an opera house that i've seen a few things at and i think they do a very good job okay but seeing tosca at a regional opera house like that where you have good singers Mm -hmm. but you don't have like the most talented singers in the world singing it i I feel like those arias in particular you get used to hearing the best singers that have ever lived on recordings and Uh and Mm -hmm. this that and the other and so you have this expectation or at least i have built up this expectation so then seeing it with singers that were very good but were not quite that caliber i was disappointed
0: oh and shit
2: and similarly with the set design it like it was traditional but it was like just after seeing it at the met where yeah. you, even you know some people didn't like that previous production mm-hmm. um but still, just with the size and scale of it, and then seeing it pared down, mm-hmm. it it became significantly less effective um, mm. when you're used to seeing the size and scale of of something different. And I I think for many operas that doesn't matter at all, right? Um, but for some reason Tosca, it matters a lot.
0: You need the grander, the grandeur. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: And that was that was reinforced for me when I just saw the HD broadcast. Uh, a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago that the the met did with
1: of the new tosca and Mm.
2: yeah and sonia yoncheva and that was it just like reaffirmed because it blew me away it was just the singing was so good Mm -hmm. the production was beautiful and epic and so yeah it was just kind of a weird almost sad observation because there's no reason why regional houses can't do these operas but it just it's harder to pull off Compared to a place like the Met.
1: For me, I remember seeing it with a not great cast and feeling like the music dragged Mm -hmm. when the cast wasn't great. But then, and I remember when I saw that, I didn't particularly like the set, but the set wasn't the issue for me. It was like, oh, the singing is a little bit lackluster. But then when I saw this Tosca, it was like the music just, like this most recent Tosca at the Met, the music grabbed me again i was like oh now i remember why i love this opera so much Mm -hmm. because when it's sung well it's just awesome and like the music tells the story and it's amazing so
2: right yeah i think when you have singers that just like blow your mind it takes it takes this opera in particular to a whole different level
1: definitely
2: so that's my piece take it for what you will
0: well that being said why don't we talk a little bit more about tosca and Naomi, you're going to be in charge of this episode, so why don't you just go
1: for it? So, Tosca, when Puccini went to write this opera, Mm -hmm. he decided to base it, or he was inspired by, the play La Tosca by a playwright named Victorien Sardou. Mm -hmm. And the original play is in French, and the French play had kind of been like making the rounds around Italy and was quite popular, and so... Puccini thought it would make a really great opera and he actually had to write to Sardou and to Sardou's publishers to get permission to turn it into an opera and there was a very long back and forth between Puccini and Sardou in order to like make it succinct enough and pare down the original play such that it would work well on the opera stage in a way that both Puccini and Sardou were happy with and apparently that whole process took like four years in order to come to a mutually agreeable state but puccini was pretty excited about it it's another opera that he worked with his librettist combo luigi illica and giuseppe giacosa and so i've been doing a lot of research on librettists lately and so with this particular pair the interesting thing was that i believe it was luigi illica would be the one who like sketched out almost like an order of service or an order of scenes and how the opera would break down Mm -hmm. and then jacosa would be the one who actually wrote the poetry the actual words that people Mm -hmm. sung so it was like a collaborative team effort okay and the whole opera is what we call through composed and so that means that the music is constant and The scenes kind of meld together. The dramatic action is woven together seamlessly so that there's a constant flow of music. It's hard, generally speaking, to divide it up into like, now we're going to sing an aria. Now we're going to sing recitative. Mm -hmm. But then the way that Puccini ties it all together and makes it not feel like you're always hearing different music is there's this whole schema of musical themes that each a lot of the characters have their own musical theme There's musical themes that are connected with certain ideas or certain feelings, and so they come back again and again. It's kind of like Wagner's leitmotif, but the themes are much longer. It's like a whole melody, and so that sort of ties the whole fabric of the score together and makes you feel like, oh, yes, I've heard this music before, Mm -hmm. and you can figure out who the music is associated with. So we'll talk about some of the themes as we talk about the the plot and what happens, and then it is a Verismo opera, so... Verismo means realism, and so the whole idea is that everything that you see is kind of something that audiences would recognize at the time as being extremely realistic. So the characters are realistic. The trend started with like Leoncavallo and Mascagni with their Cavalleria Rusticana and Paliacci. The whole idea that these are people that like could be your neighbors or like somebody you know or have Mm -hmm. experienced um, in your life, and but not just the characters, but then also the setting is supposed to be really realistic and in the score there's sounds like woven into the score that you would recognize as part of your a daily experience of that particular place. So in Tosca, there's a lot of bells that ring because it takes place like in Rome near Vatican City and there's lots of churches in Rome and so Puccini actually went to Rome and he listened to the bells at certain times of day and mm-hmm. like sketched out the pitches and the rhythm of the bells that you would hear so that when he wrote them into the opera, they would sound exactly like what you would hear if you were standing at that particular place in Rome at that particular time.
2: The That's bells amazing. Would be cor-
1: Oh I didn't correct. know that. Yeah. That's so especially cool. like there's at the beginning of Act Three, there's bells or the third part where they're at the top of the Castel St. Angelo, mm-hmm. which is, like, in Vatican City. And you can go and see it near Rome or in Rome. And so he actually went there and, like, went up to a high place geographically close to Castel St. Angelo at dawn and listened to the bells at dawn because that's when they ring in the opera. And mm-hmm. so you get the rhythm and everything and the right pitches of the bells. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Awesome. And the-
2: so this opera in particular, as an example of verismo, the three there's three settings, right? One for each act. Yes. And these are actual existing s- settings.
1: They are um, actual places. Yes. So right. act one takes place inside the Sant'Andrea della Valle, and so and this is a church uh, in Rome. And then act two takes place, I believe, in the. Um, Like in the the Palazzo Farnese, which is a palace in Rome, Um, and so there isn't it's not too specific beyond that, like what room or what part of the Palazzo Farnese it's Mm -hmm. in. But Mm -hmm. um, there's lots to work with for scenic designers if they are trying to copy that. And then Mm -hmm. Act Three takes place on the very top of the Castel Sant'Angelo, and that's when the execution happens. And so like spoilers sorry spoiler alert (laughs) um and these are places that you can go and see in rome today and you can you can kind of imagine tosca taking tosca taking place um, (laughs) in these actual places so that's why a lot of people say that tosca is the most Verismo of Verismo operas because Puccini invested so much time in making it super realistic, feeling mm-hmm. to the audience. But then the kind of funny thing about Verismo is that there's all this time invested in the characters seeming like they might be people that you know and the geographical place being depicted in a way that you would recognize. But the emotional thrust of the opera is so melodramatic that mm-hmm. it's like. You feel it incredibly viscerally, but you're like, this is so over the top that like, did this actually happen in real life? Right. (laughs) Right? Right, Would this ever happen in real life? It seems so extreme. But that's kind of the nature of Verismo opera, generally speaking.
2: I was just going to say, it's almost, I feel like we need to be even a little bit more inebriated than we are to like really get into making fun of some of the ridiculousness in this opera.
1: I think we can do it. Right, we're pretty far <laughs> gone. I mean, one of my one of my friends challenge um, accepted. Challenge accepted. Right, one of my friends told me once, and he has this great accent that I can't really replicate. Um, Canadian accent? No, he grew up, I think, in Hong Kong, and okay. then s- went to high school in Australia, and then came to the U.S. and did his like graduate study mm-hmm. um, in the U.S. So it's like a really amazing mixture of accents, and he mm-hmm. says. Whenever I go to Tosca, I feel very used, or Puccini, I feel very used and abused walking out (laughs) of the opera house. Emotionally used and abused.
2: God. Abused.
1: And I'm like, I think Puccini would be really happy about that. Yeah, no, totally. He would be
2: really into that. That's exactly what he's going for.
0: Yeah. Totally. So
1: should we talk about the plot of Tosca? What happened? So, like, why are we talking about it on Opera After Dark? Because... A, it's amazing. B, literally everybody important dies. Yeah. And there is a musicologist that famously described Tosca as a shabby little shocker Mm -hmm. of an opera. So (laughs) obviously we must talk about it.
2: Shabby little shocker.
1: (laughs) Tosca is
0: the hamlet of opera because everybody dies in it. There you go.
2: So we start in the, I already forgot the name of the church.
1: That church, that church place. Um, it is. Now I gotta make sure I have the right church. Naomi. I know.
2: <laughs>
1: Sant'Andrea Andrea della Valle. Yes.
2: Ah, uh, That yes. one. That one. Okay. I'll t- I, oh, I can take this. So uh, Mario Cavaradossi, Uh huh. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> no, you're no, no, you no, really You should. You well. should. You should try. You're Let's see really how far well. you get. Try. Yeah. try Yeah. And well, so see how far he's a get. painter. He's yeah. a tenor
2: and a painter. Yeah. What's his first yeah. name? And Mario.
0: Mario. 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 Okay.
2: Mario Cavradossi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a painter, and he's supposed to be painting a uh, Madonna in in this church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's doing that. Oh, and actually, before he comes on, <laughs> I was on, waiting
1: for you to remember this. <laughs>
2: we're we're introduced to the like, what do we call this guy? I don't know his name, but he's like a.
1: He's a fugitive. No.
2: Oh, right. No. I oh, was you thinking forgot about that guy. too. <laughs>
1: The See, I'm screwing is this up.
2: Thinking? Yes, the sacristan. All right. You're doing this is great. Terrible. No,
0: keep going.
2: Before that, Kyle there is... Kyle the explains opera plot. <laughs> is it Angelotti?
0: Very good. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Angelotti. What's his first name? Uh, we have no idea. Let's call him César.
2: César Angelotti?
0: Actually, you're
1: you're he... really close. It's, it's Cesare.
2: Whoa. <laughs> Cesare <laughs> is
1: en Francais version. Cesare. Cesare.
2: Angelotti. angelotti he comes into the church as a fugitive yeah mm-hmm. uh, he's just escaped from prison mm-hmm. uh-huh. um although you don't necessarily know that at the time but he's
1: well, why is he a fugitive what has he done well he's like we, a rebel right yeah, yeah we basically learned that he supports napoleon yeah gotcha yeah
2: so he's like looking around all frantic mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. and then he finds a key to his family's chapel Mm Hmm. Uh, where he can like go and hide. So then he hides. Was there? Was there anything else important there, Naomi?
1: No, that's good. Do you remember the name of his sister that hid the key there for him?
2: Teresa.
1: Close. Marquesa Atavanti. You never see her. It doesn't matter. She's not a character. You never see her, but she hides the key.
2: Wait, I said Angelotti. It's Atavanti.
1: No, No, no. He's from Marquesa Atavanti. Is his sister. He is, That's her married name. Her married name. He is Cesare oh. Atavanti.
2: Yeah. Wow. Okay, there we go.
1: No, Angel- he is Cesare Angelotti. She is Marquesa Atavanti. Wow. There you go.
2: See, when I watch the, the opera, I'm just like, yeah, Angelotti Atavanti, same thing. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, so she was the one that hid the key, but we also don't find that out until later.
1: Right, right, right. right. Who cares? She's not in
0: this opera. Moving on. Okay, he I hides know. in the She's- chapel.
1: All and there's like a musical theme for Angelotti. (gasps) Should we listen to that right this second? It's like
2: it's a very fugitive fugitive like theme.
1: I love Napoleon essentially, yes. Here we go.
2: Good theme. Good theme. Good
0: themes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please so go
2: ahead, Naomi. I've 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 had enough. No, this is far no, it's far too did difficult. Did a great I prefer job. when I just sit and listen and react.
1: So the the sacrosan who you I did mention, who is like a, a priesty dude essentially in the right. chapel, he made a priest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just a priest. kind of like a monk. Just a kind of like a monk. Know. Like yeah. he's dressed. Is like he a monk.
2: priest though? Because he's like
1: no, he's a priest. I'm not sure what, like, the technical... He's He's like a priest, but he, he? like...
2: Well, he, like, cleans the place. And he, like, makes lunch for... (laughs) He makes lunch for cavaradosi. Priests don't make other people lunch, I feel
1: like. According to Wikipedia, a sacristan is an officer charged with care of the sacristy or the church and all of its contents. So you're right. He's like a cleaning dude that looks after the church.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like a groundskeeper.
1: Groundskeeper. So he comes in with like lunch that's made for Cavado Dossi because Cavado Dossi is working on a painting in the church of the Madonna. And so it's kind of like he has his own theme too, the sacristan that's kind of bouncy and happy. And then, so Cavado Dossi is there. He's working on the Mary Magdalene portrait. And then,
2: um, I feel like the sacristan is like one bit of comic relief that you get yeah. i mean there are a couple moments of comic relief that you get in mainly in the first act
1: yeah I feel and like it's like that's the it. only the only comic relief yeah,
2: yeah. right he's meant to yeah. be well there's one other kind of funny part right before the end
0: like intentionally funny
2: yeah do you want me to tell you right now
0: yeah
2: <laughs> or wait for it till it comes
0: i don't know
1: what you're talking wait about. wait for it wait for i'll it wait for it when time. it okay. comes
2: um but anyways yeah this he's a, a definitely a comic character yeah. Mm -hmm. And he he has, like, asides, right, where he sings, like, directly to the audience. Yes. And he's all, you know, my life is so hard, or Cavaradosi is a douche, or whatever else.
1: Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay, so he comes in, he has lunch for Cavaradosi. Cavaradosi's like, I'm not hungry, just leave it there. And then after the sacrosanct is gone, um, Angelotti comes out. And basically, he and Kavaradosi have this moment where they're like, hey, buddy, like, mm-hmm. I know you. And so that's right. when you realize or you learn that Kavaradosi is, like, secretly a supporter of Napoleon as well, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, fought with Angelos, or Angelotti. And so Cavaradossi becomes an accomplice in hiding Angelotti. And he's like, here, take this this key and this food you can eat my my lunch right and like go hide in the garden wall essentially near my the hut where i'm sleeping <laughs> like in the church grounds mm-hmm. so he has mm-hmm. like a place that he sends angelotti that's even more safe than the chapel for him to hide so that happens then wait sh- wait
2: there's something that happens before then before he goes to hide yeah because he's like hanging out and then tosca shows up like they right. right. In this first meeting
1: Right, so as they're getting ready to, like, f- as they're figuring out a plan of where to hide him, uh, you hear outside of the church, he's not on stage yet, yeah, you hear, Mario, Mario, Mario. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. And Tosca is an opera singer. Yes,
1: she is. Yes, she is. Her, Floria Tosca, mm-hmm. right? And so kind of meta, and so Cavaradossi's like, oh, that's my love, you should leave, like, you should get out of here, right? My lover's coming. Mm-hmm. And so Angelotti leaves, Tosca comes on stage, and they have this, like, very dramatic reunion, and you hear Tosca's musical theme, and so we should listen to that because basically every time Kavaradosi thinks of her from that point onward, you hear Tosca's theme, which mm-hmm. sounds like this
2: just for clarification
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um angelotti isn't like gone gone he's hiding back in the chapel yeah right when tosca comes in yeah because eventually well we'll get to it
1: Okay, so then they have their little lover's reunion, Cavaradosi and Tosca. Then she looks at his painting and she's like, excuse me, that woman has blonde hair and blue eyes and I have dark hair and brown eyes. Who is this lady who's become your new muse? Tosca is the (laughs) worst. She's not the worst. She just has like jealousy issues. She's jealous. She's possessive. Yeah, she's super jealous. It's a jealous. painting. <laughs> it's a super
2: jealous person.
1: Painting. I don't. Yeah. Ugh. So then Dosi says, "There are ladies with blonde hair and blue eyes, there are ladies with brown hair and brown eyes, but you're the only lady for me." Ugh. So he like gets around it and then you hear their love theme around it. He didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, fine, well she well, like I'll, she's she's pacified momentarily. Fine.
2: Right. Because then it ends up coming out that, like, she ends up realizing that, actually, this person's face is uh, uh, Ativanti. That's right. Marquesa Ativanti. Marquesa Ativanti. And she's like, what the hell? Like, you have been sleeping with her? Like, she Mm -hmm. comes to the church so you guys can hook up? Mm
3: -hmm. When, actually,
2: she's just been coming to the church a bunch to pray, in air quotes, so she can hide a key to the chapel for her brother.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. And so This Kavaradosi will become important later.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Cavaradossi sees her all the time. Yeah. And that's why he's painted her essentially because right. that's the woman he's been looking at.
0: I feel like we have literally just explained five minutes of the opera.
2: Pretty much. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Okay. So they have
1: a.
2: That's what happens when you let me get involved in the in the explanation. <laughs>
1: right. So they they have a little thing where they're reunited and then you hear their love theme and -hmm. then she's jealous. She recognizes the painting and he's like, no, no, no. You're the only love for me. And then she has to go get ready for a performance or he basically gets her out of the church because he knows that Angelotti is like literally behind the door and doesn't want anyone to catch him. Mm -hmm. Right. So –
2: and. She's also like she tells everything to to the priest when she's in confessional so he doesn't want yes. to tell Tosca what's going on.
1: Yes, he's afraid that Tosca being the pure soul that she is confessing everything will let the secret out, right? right. And
2: so they she- also say <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just love really the opera, it's really fresh.
0: The yeah, curtain <laughs> has opened and we've taken like half an hour to describe what's going on, but please right Kyle, right.
2: Go, continue. No, she's just like they make a plan they're like oh later tonight after the performance we're totally gonna like get together and get hook on
3: yeah it's
2: important because yep. then she yep. comes back later on when the plans get broken when she's like oh i have to go to this party so we can't hook up and right it's important i guess we could have mentioned it later on
1: okay so she leaves he basically yes. like pushes her out the door and shuts the door and right. then he and Angelotti make this whole plan about Angelotti hiding in the garden wall mm-hmm. okay angelotti leaves then
2: no they leave together
1: right sorry they leave together
2: they hear mario
1: and come and mario and uh, angelotti leave together
2: (laughs) angelotti angelotti's going to leave and then they hear cannons and they're like oh shoot they know that you're gone we better go together right mario goes with him to go hide angelotti in The garden
1: wall. Right. Yeah. So the canons mean like someone has escaped from Castel Sant'Angelo. Right. That person is Angelotti. And then Mario and Angelotti are like, oh no. So they leave together from the church.
2: Okay. So then all the church people, including including the, the boys in the choir, come out and they're like, You know, oh, we're doing our thing, singing our songs. because, like, a church
1: service starts.
0: songs for
2: Jesus.
1: That's right. And actually, the songs that they sing, Puccini also, like, wrote to a person involved in sacred music to make sure he got the exact text and the right music that they would sing. Yeah. So there's this, like, big processional that's going through. And Tosca comes in because she's going to tell Cavaradosi that, oh, our plans have changed because now I have to sing tonight. But he's not there. Who does come in instead? <gasps> Scarpia.
2: Okay, there's a couple things. There's a couple things. Wait, I'm, wait, wait.
1: Can we just you hear know what? his Why theme? Why don't you? We're can we hear his theme? This, we'll listen
0: to this clip. We're gonna come back, and then you can
1: just finish this episode. <laughs> Here's All Scarpia's right. theme, which is actually the first thing you hear in the opera.
0: Bam, bam. <laughs> Please, Kyle, give us your thoughts.
2: Okay, a few more details that are going to make more things make sense. I'm going, is very convoluted. So, to
0: kill you is that a detail?
2: <laughs> um, Marquesa Ativanti left women's clothes for her brother to disguise himself in mm-hmm. and uh-huh. leave. Um, that was part of like the whole plan, uh-huh. which included a fan with her family crest on it, uh-huh. and. So the fan ended up getting left in the chapel accidentally, Uh and when the before the todayum starts, Scarpia shows up at the church when all of the like church boys are like, for Uh lack of a better term, screwing around.
0: Right. Let's tell everybody who is Scarpia. He's the police chief. Yeah, chief Chief of police. police. Okay.
2: Yeah, huge a hole, like massive a hole. This is true. Uh Evil
1: incarnate.
2: so he like shows up and he's like poking around a little bit. The sacristan ends up saying like, "Oh, that's weird. That chapel over there is open and it shouldn't be open." And so then in the chapel they find an empty uh lunch basket that was Cavaradossi's lunch basket and they mm-hmm. also find this fan that got left.
1: uh mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: And so they're like, "Oh, dang." So they totally Cavaradossi totally helped him escape and Mm -hmm. all this shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. Scarpia intentionally is like, oh, I'm going to use this fan to make Tosca jealous. And then Uh she's going to tell me where Cavaradossi and Angelotti are hiding. Mm -hmm. People need to know that.
0: No, I mean, I think this is the day that Kyle officially takes over. And I I think you should continue. Tell us the rest of the, the plot of Tosca.
1: So what happens when Tosca...
0: What happens next? What happens?
2: You guys no no (laughs) what
0: happens next you're into it do it do it you're on a roll keep going buddy
2: so then uh scarpia basically makes tosca believe that uh mario was cheating on her which she Mm -hmm. already was Mm -hmm. like wanting to believe anyways right um and so then tosca gets all upset and she leaves Mm -hmm. And when she leaves, Scarpia has people follow her. They're like, yeah, follow her where she's going. She's going to lead you right to Cavaradossi and Angelotti. So that happens. And then once she leaves, then the todayum is happening in the church, like part of the church service. And that's when Scarpia has this whole big um, aria that kind of coincides with the church music. Mm -hmm. And this is when he sings that famous line, like right at the end of the first act that is tosca you make me forget god yeah he's like his whole angle is he wants to catch these guys Cavarodossi and angelotti and he also wants to hook up with tosca right but well, in
0: like the public eye he is this big respectable person in society mm-hmm. right the so, police yeah. chief very he's powerful police chief he's powerful
1: and it turns
2: yeah, but he out has a like, reputation i feel like yeah yeah, but he uh,
1: thinks that, like, he should hook up with Tosca and it'll be this amazing thing. Right. And so, yeah, he's trying to get Kawaradosi out of the way mm-hmm. so that he can hook up with her. But, like, that Tadea music, it's amazing. It, you yeah. have, like, the sacred ceremony happening in the background and then him singing all this really, like, horrible Sacrilegious stuff. kind of stuff. Let's well, listen yeah.
0: to it. <laughs>
3: uh <laughs>
2: I feel like musically, this is like outside of like the very tuneful arias. I feel like this is probably the, the best moment musically yeah. in the whole opera. Totally.
1: There's one point where like the whole orchestra drops out and it's just all acapella singing, like the chorus right. and everybody. And it's like bone chilling when you hear it live because it's so oh. powerful. And then mm-hmm. and the curtain falls and end of act one. End of act one that act only took two. half an hour
0: <laughs> <know>. 45 minutes <laughs> right.
3: Kyle.
1: okay act two moving on so cavara gets captured off stage off stage yeah totally scarpia sends a message to tosca saying come to my apartments and she comes and she learns that cavara has been captured
2: Okay.
1: Oh no! Oh no! And <laughs> oh, no! Uh, Angelotti is still somewhere; they don't know where. Right. And so Scarpia hopes that he can like weasel it out of Tosca what where Angelotti is. Well, Tosca, she know. Tosca no. Tosca claims she doesn't know, but she does end up telling him. Oh, she like knows. She, well, she says like look in the garden wall, right? And but she only ends up doing this after they basically bring Mario in front of her and they're like torturing him and you can hear him screaming and pain. And so Scarpia is like, the only way to save him is to tell me what you know. And so Tosca says, well, if I tell you what I know, then will you let Mario go free? And Scarpia's like, well, almost you got to tell me what you know, and you got to give yourself to me. Willingly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, become my lady love out of the willingness of your own heart, and that's how I will let Mario live. Right. So, I obviously have... Oh, and and another... Sorry. Yes. No, go ahead, please. (laughs) Another part of this is, like, (laughs) at one point... You saved us from something. Yeah. Napoleon is imprisoned, or they think they've captured him, and then Napoleon has escaped, and all this is, like, being reported to Scarpia by his servant man spoleto and then at one point when they announce like actually napoleon has gotten free then cavara is like napoleon forever essentially which reveals to everyone that he is a rebel and Mm -hmm. so that gives them even more cause to imprison him so like it makes tosca's job even harder to get him off the hook because not only is he now a known rebel but they also like have more reason to believe that he's helping angelotti so anyway that happened. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to go into a very long rant about, um,
0: I don't know, men in power and how this is indicative of a lot of things that are happening <laughs> right now um, right. In, mm-hmm. in the culture. But we don't Indeed. have to go into it that much. I was, Let's there was... suffice it to say, Scarpia fucking sucks. And his behavior is pretty like on point with a lot of examples that I think that we have seen in the past couple of months. The
2: end. Right. I mm-hmm. was reading I think maybe there was a review in Opera Wire or something like that that was talking mm-hmm. about the HD broadcast and how mm-hmm. that particular scene was pretty poignant given the given mm-hmm. the Me Too yeah. movement and uh yeah I certainly thought when I was watching the HD it's something that crosses your mind I mean you can't really not think about it now given the You really can't cuz it's so explicit
1: yeah in what he's asking of her and it's so obvious that she is not interested and he's blackmailing her like it's it's horrible and right. he's disgusting and he's basically saying if you don't do this like i'm going to kill the man that you love right even though yeah. i have the power to like be merciful and set him free so what happens next she has All no right.
2: choice she or has no does, does she. she
1: so dun 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 so then Tosca says to him, all right, if I do what you say, then A, you'll let me go, B, you'll let Mario go, Mm -hmm. and C, you'll give us together free passage, like a letter allowing us to flee Italy safely so that we can get somewhere safe and just live our life alone, away from everybody. Mm
2: -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
1: so then Scarpia says, sure, I'll do that, but because I'm chief of police, we can't be looking like we're like, you know, letting all the fugitives go free. So you have to agree to let us fake execute Kavaradosi. And then I'll give you this paper that after he's fake fake executed, the two of you can run away together with this paper to help you cross the border. Mm -hmm. She believes him. Like she thinks he's actually going to do this. Well, she's like,
2: how can I trust you? And he's like, oh, well, I'll give the order right in front of you. And right. so then what is it Spoleto comes in yeah and he's like yeah do the fake execution just like uh what was the name of the guy
1: Palmieri
2: yeah yeah they're like just like Palmieri just like Palmieri and they wink. say it over and over again yeah yeah Lies. Hint, hint.
1: wink wink yeah. nudge nudge so but Tosca believes it but then she obviously like still doesn't want to sleep with him because honestly who would and Word. so she sees on the table a knife and it's The music is so great it's like right -hmm. and this is like this big theme that runs throughout the that act and then she sees this knife on the table because he's been eating his dinner and so she picks it up and she like puts it behind her back and then after he writes this safe passage letter he just like comes up to her and starts grabbing at her and holding her and he's like now you have to like fulfill your end of the bargain and so then she like she pretends like she's submitting to him and then she sings this is Tosca's kiss and she stabs him word
3: in the chest In in the chest
1: and he falls down dead and then like as he's lying on the ground she's like this is like the like to think of you like the you know, the head of all of Rome, like, killed by Floria Tosca, like, laid low by a a woman, woman. right? Right? right. Yeah. And then she, because she's really religiously devout, she takes, like, the crucifix off the wall and puts it on his chest and puts candles around him, and then that's how the the act ends.
2: Right. It's like this whole weird thing where in a span of, like, a minute, she's super intense and aggressive and killing him, and then, like immediately, she has this guilt, but then also just like her religion coming through, and so she right. still has to place the candles and the crucifix.
1: And then she sings a hit tune.
2: Well, so that it. she actually, actually does that before yeah. she well, yeah, stabs I him.
1: Know. But but we should listen to it. This is Visi Darte, which is essentially closer to the beginning of the act where she realizes she feels forced into this situation, and it's as if all time stops. And she sings this aria that's like, I've lived for love. I've lived for art. I've tried to be a good person and, like, you know, a religious person. Like, why is all all this horrible stuff Mm -hmm. happening to me? And so she reflects upon this in this extremely famous aria.
3: Same person
0: Same
2: person When did you guys put a mirror in between you?
3: Shut up Same voice Uh, Okay
1: (laughs) Okay, so Back then, Scarpia, dead Scarpia, dead Act 3 opens. Mario Mario. is imprisoned in jail. Tosca goes to him and says, hey, you're going to be fake executed, then we can run away together. Hooray. And he's a great guy, and he's like, okay great love of my life I'll be ready and then as soon as she leaves you realize that like this guy knows what's really going on he's under no illusion Kavaradosi knows he's gonna die so he bribes the guard and says hey I will give you this gold ring which is like the only thing I own in the world can you please give me a pen and paper to write my last love a note and so he gets this and then this is when he sings his famous aria Let's listen to it. Essentially, like singing about how he's so upset about having to say goodbye to Tosca, his great love, and at the right, end, and this right. is the, the end for him. But yeah. it's a beautiful aria. Yes. And fun and fact. Did, he,
2: he, oh, go ahead.
1: Fun fact: Puccini wrote the melody before he had words for it, and he gave it to his librettist and said, "This is my melody for Cavaradossi's big aria. You write words that fit this melody." Which oh, was kind wow. of backwards oh. from how the rest of the whole. Yeah process worked but that's cool yeah
2: i was just gonna say annoyingly annoyingly that he that whole like he bribes the guard and he sings his (sighs) aria because he thinks that he's not gonna see tosca again and then she shows up yeah and she's like and she's like like you're gonna be fake executed
1: it's gonna be great
2: but you're actually you're like dead on because then he's like he goes along with it but you can tell that he just thinks that he's toast He's gonna die yeah he's just he's
1: a really good guy in that he's like i'm gonna let her believe this Mm -hmm. because i don't want to tell her this news
2: so this is the other slightly comedic part is when she's (laughs) like she's trying to tell mario she's like okay but when when they are gonna execute you you have to be a good actor like me like you have to fall Mm -hmm. on the ground and act like you're dead and she like keeps saying it over and over like yeah fall on the ground be believable. Do it. And it's like, it in the moment, it is comical. Like, the audience usually laughs.
1: Especially when the music that you hear is like... It's so like dark and gloomy and dramatic and then she's like look she's like mario you have to act well you have to be good like be dramatic Mm -hmm. and and then as he's being let out to be executed she's like whispering all of these things on the sidelines to him because she still thinks it's fake and when i saw vittorio and sonia do this vittorio was amazing he was like Sobbing while standing as the guards are like pointing the guns at him like this guy knows he's gonna die and it's awful Mm -hmm. and so then spoiler alert he gets shot the guards leave Tosca waits a few seconds and then she runs up to him and because he's still like lying on the ground she's like Mario 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 and she's Mm -hmm. shaking him and then she's like ah (laughs) because <laughs> she realizes he's, he's actually he did. Dead. <laughs> dead. He's dead! And right at that time you hear the guards yelling, Ah! Floria Tosca murdered Scarpia!" Right? And so then they run up and she like sees the guards run up to the top of the Castel St. Angelo where um Vardosi's just been murdered and then he's on like his lifeless body's on the ground she sees them, them and then she's like I got no way out of this so she literally runs up to the side and throws herself off the edge of the Castel Sant'Angelo right. and that's how the opera ends doesn't we she
2: say end. she says something that's like Scarpia we would meet before God or, or something yes. dramatic mm-hmm. like she says that she's this
1: really dramatic line like Scarpia you and I shall meet before God and then Jumps off the
2: edge. Right.
1: And usually, depending on how it's staged, all of the guards are just standing there like, uh, what? What? Right. <laughs> and then right. they run up to the edge to look down, and it's obvious that she's killed herself. Dead. Mm-hmm. She's a goner. It's the intense. End.
2: It's very dramatic.
1: It's very dramatic. But especially very when you, operative. I feel like when you do know what's going to happen, it's like especially heartbreaking because. You know that Cavaradossi is going to get killed and you know that Tosca mm-hmm. is like believing in this lie and then right. you know that he's just saying all the right things so that it's not horrible for her and yeah it's it's very melodramatic and sad so summary at the end Cavaradossi's dead by firing squad. Tosca's dead by throwing herself off the side of the Castel St. Angelo. And is dead by stabbing By stabbing from deserved. Tosca, which he deserved.
2: Totally deserves. I, I would do Angelotti's
1: it. Angelotti's all right. Angel- yeah, Angelotti's fine somewhere, I think. his sister, I assume. No, <laughs> no? he's not right.
2: They, no, because Tosca gives him up, remember? Oh, right. They oh,
1: tell yeah. them where he is. To yeah. save sister's probably Mario. Okay.
2: Yeah, 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 maybe Marquesa
1: dead. Atavanti, who we never met, is okay. And I bet the Sacrosan mm-hmm. is okay. He's still like making oh, lunches yeah. for people, so. <laughs> so some people made it out. <laughs> I mean, but the not the three main characters. The
2: sacristan hates his life, so there's that, oh, but mm. there's worse things. And that's Tosca. Tosca, beautiful, everyone. Beautiful music. Highly beautiful dramatic. Music. Worth watching.
1: It's great. It's, Definitely. It's tragic, but it's it's a great it's a great opera.
2: Yeah. Well, would what you put opera it, isn't tragic? Would you put Tosca in your like highly rated like i guess it's particularly for beginners sure
1: sure i think it's probably within my like top 15 favorite operas it doesn't make my top 10 but it's pretty high up there for me so yeah
2: yeah you know me i like my basic bitch operas it's true (laughs) uh, (laughs) clearly a lot (laughs) right although i don't know one of these times i should put together a top 10 list
1: yeah
2: what'd be be your number one yeah i don't know Mm. i don't think i just have a standout number one i think it depends on my mood and what i've been listening to lately true Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah i have i have my top 10 that like my order of preference amongst them gets shifted around a lot depending on the mood that i'm in or what i've been listening to lately or Like what I've seen lately, and then I'm reminded about one of them, and then but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Do you have a favorite of all time? I don't know.
2: You guys really like Verter or not Verter? um, Eugene Onegin.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely in the top ten. Obviously. But yeah, I don't
0: have a. Haven't seen it. One that like yeah really Onegin. Oh, Onegin. I'd have one that really likes stands out to me again it depends on like how i'm feeling and
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. hey what are we talking about next week
0: Evgeny and yeah, Evgeny i have no idea what do, you want, what do you
1: want to talk about next week
2: no i thought you guys know what we're talking about next week i thought it might be
1: well there's a particular person that we're not really sure who he is so we're gonna look into it and uh fill you in yeah his uh, first yeah. name is george yeah I'm i not want to spoil anything
0: beyond that
3: Mm-hmm.
2: George, a whole episode on George Costanza. Yep. Curious
0: George. <laughs> Excellent. A whole episode on George Costanza. So Seinfeld fans, get ready.
2: <laughs> Except don't. Oh, gosh. What a terrible opera casting that would be.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Oh, that would be so funny if in the orchestration. That would be like
0: such a niche market if we're yes. like, we're going to cast the operatic version of If it had self. the
2: like slapped bass, like bing, bang, bang. <laughs> bing, bing. bing, <laughs> bing, bing. Oh man. Guys,
1: I feel like Peter Matei would make a great Kramer.
2: Oh. He's tall. Uh, he's
1: tall and his no, hair could floof like it. that. I, yeah,
0: I'm fine with it. I'm fine
2: with it. Okay. Apparently he cusses like a sailor, according to Opera News.
3: Oh. I
0: he was just,
2: he's opera. on the cover of Opera News this month and he, uh, in the, in the article, he, he drops an F-bomb and a Good for him. couple of other things. I It caught me off guard.
1: <gasps> well, maybe he'll agree to be in Opera After Dark one day.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah! All yes.
1: right, uh, well, <laughs> on
0: that note, maybe we'll do an episode <laughs> on Onyegin if Peter Matei agrees to just, like, hang out with us
2: that would be great all right we'll plan it we'll schedule it in for uh 2021 so uh, (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome check it out (laughs) 2021 until then make sure you're finding us on all of the the social media
1: all the social meds facebook twitter operafterdark.com.
2: and we'll catch you guys next week i'm kyle
1: i'm alspeth i'm naomi we'll see you next
0: time Bye. bye